the Business and Leadership Podcast with Jared Graybeal. Hey guys, welcome back to the Business and Leadership Podcast. Uh, lately, if you've been tuning in to some of our most recent episodes, I've been on somewhat of a lucky streak with some fantastic interviews. And if you've been following the show for a while, you know that this show originally started as a monthly teaching platform with, you know, 10 to 15 minute long episodes, episodes um, where I articulate a recent article or blog that I've written. And so today we've got another one of those episodes. And it's actually inspired by true life events uh, recently in the world of Superfit Foods, which is uh, my company. It's a healthy meal prep company located in Northeast Florida. And this episode is called What Keeps Me From Giving Up. And what it is is a longer version of a post I made on Instagram a week or two ago. Um, But for context, and just to kind of dive right into the episode, the week of October 19th was a rough one, to say the least. Um, as you guys know, in March, due to COVID, we, Superfit Foods, were inspired to start doing home delivery throughout the Northeast Florida region. Basically, the writing was on the wall, and I knew the gyms were going to shut down, and Superfit Foods reaches our clients by delivering to you know, uh, close to 30 different gyms throughout Northeast Florida. And obviously, if we can't deliver to gyms, that means we can't deliver our meals, which means we got to shut down. So we started doing home delivery basically over a 48 hour period. Um, And for the first few weeks, I joined the team as we hired people on and did deliveries on Mondays and Thursday mornings. So I was out on the road delivering, meeting clients, learning the ropes of delivery. And now that delivery is a regular operation for us, I jump in from time to time to help out, also to meet some of our new delivery people, um, and it's it's actually pretty fun to deliver from time to time. So recently, because we had a, some new delivery drivers that I hadn't met personally, I decided that the morning of the 19th, I would show up at the kitchen, I'd meet the new delivery drivers, and I'd do some deliveries just to help uh, lighten the load. Now, when I showed up to the kitchen, um, there were thousands of meals still out in our prep room. And at that point in the morning, they should be bagged up in cooler bags and ready to pack in these delivery drivers' vehicles. So it looked like we were anywhere from four to six hours behind in production. I looked at our few staff members that were there, which were all management, and I said, what's going on? Now, from each of them, I got a blank ghost stare And basically, they all said the same thing. It's not good. I'm extremely literal and, of course, very concerned at this point. So I pressed the matter. I said, what do you mean it's not good? I can clearly see that there's thousands of meals out, and I know that it's not good, but I needed to understand what was going on. So to make a long story short, on the Sunday afternoon prior to this, the the day before, at the Superfit Foods kitchen, an AC unit went out in one of our prep rooms. Now, this is a 5,000 square foot kitchen. We've got multiple rooms that serve different purposes. And one of the rooms is designated for pulling the meals out of the fridge and the walk-in and basically slapping a label on there, putting a name to a meal, packing it in bags and sending it out. We have multiple AC units so we can keep these rooms, you know, (laughs) extremely cold. So the AC unit went out in one of the rooms and obviously we can't prepare in there. So our team moved all the operations to a different, smaller room, 
and which is already poses an issue because we've got, you know, 10 plus guys elbow to elbow um, selecting these meals. And after that happened, we recently bought a new label maker and this label maker began to dysfunction um, or to malfunction. So this set production back because obviously if we can't slap labels on meals, then we can't move forward. So once they figured out the solution to that, which took hours, they began trying to load up meals in one of our refrigerated vans, which goes out in the middle of the night on Monday morning, technically, to all of our delivery locations, and it wouldn't start. Ironically, our other refrigerated van blew a tire the week before, and it was still in the shop. So this is what we call a perfect storm. Now, all of this stuff happened literally late Sunday evening and into the middle of the night, Sunday night, Monday morning. And then I show up at the kitchen about 6, 6.30 a.m. And here we are hours behind because all this stuff basically happened back to back to back. Everything bad that could happen pretty much did happen. And this all led to us having to literally throw away close to 2,500 meals that have been, pre- been prepared because we couldn't get them delivered on time. Um, and it's, it wasn't so much a time thing, but it was the fact that we had two refrigerated vans that didn't work. So we had to pack up more cooler bags for a, full of meals. We were short staffed because we can't leverage the vans and we didn't get deliveries done on time, which means the ice packs couldn't keep the meals cool long enough. And we couldn't service about 250 clients, which means we took a loss of about twenty five dollars to $30,000, not to mention the labor required to try to accomplish this the strategy required to address the problem and all the communication that it took to reach out to our clients, our team, and to make sure our brand was virtually unharmed. It was a nightmare. And I mean, it was a nightmare for me, but my staff, my kitchen staff literally worked through the night to try to make it on time and still couldn't. So they were just beat up, demoralized, you know, and it took a few days for the dust to settle and for our team to catch a breath. Fortunately, We made our Thursday delivery successfully, and despite all the refunds, we really only lost one or two clients from the incident, which is amazing when you think about it, that our brand virtually came out unscathed despite this massive failure of ours that Monday morning. So after all the dust settled, after the week ended, I took some time Saturday after all this happened to really just sit down and think about it. And that's what led me to to write this and to want to read this to you. Um, because even though we have a relatively successful company, you know, a small business in Northeast Florida that reaches a lot of people, we've done some really cool things as a sole entrepreneur and a bootstrapped business owner, losing 25 to $30,000 in one day can be soul wrenching. It can be a wound that's hard to heal. Right. So I had to think a lot about what took place and how I really felt about it. And, you know, Life can be challenging, regardless of the route that you take. I'd argue that the more fulfillment you pursue and the more impact that you desire in life, the greater the potential challenge is going to be. Much like developing an investment portfolio, you have to define what type of risk versus reward that you're comfortable with in life and in your career and in your relationships and all that stuff. Choosing to be a business owner or entrepreneur can potentially provide a lot of freedom. It can provide a lot of leverage and a greater perception of control compared to working for other people, but it can be equally challenging and it can be far more risky. For example, 
This past week was one of the most challenging and stressful of my entire career. It serves as the sixth largest financial loss I've taken in my life thus far. Yes, I've had greater, I've had greater failures. Um, and I've thought a lot about it. Like, how can someone manage such volatility without just digging a hole and hiding in it? And I've come up with five things in my life that have helped me overcome experiences like this. And the first thing is my faith. Now, as a Christian, this means a few things. First, my faith in Christ and the fact that everything that I have is a gift from God. So losing a portion of it doesn't define me as a better or worse of a person. It doesn't define me as successful or a failure in God's eyes because the minute I was born, I was a success in his eyes. And I know that despite what I accomplish in life, he loves me equally. But it also means faith in our mission at Superfit Foods. I believe so much in our mission of empowering others to live happier, healthier lives that I know as long as we do good, only good will come of it, even if good looks like adversity in the short term, right? So Matthew McConaughey came out with a new book recently, and I love it, and it's called Green Lights. And one of the things that he talks a lot about is that what looks like red lights sometimes are oftentimes green lights in disguise. And that's what my faith normally leads me to, is having that optimism that despite the adversity, there's something good over the, you know, over the hill. The second thing is my fitness. Just being generally healthy from a regular exercise routine and a good diet, of course, helps with things like stress management and clear thinking, but also physically venting my frustrations for up to two hours a day in the gym is a game changer for me. I'm not sure how people vent their stress in a healthy way without a tough workout every now and then. Not to mention the chemical benefits of regular exercise and nutrition. A, a healthy diet helps to increase the regular production of serotonin in your brain, which is a confidence drug, and it helps you overcome seasons of adversity, right? So there's a lot of chemical components of regular exercise and a healthy diet that help me stay mentally strong during tough times like this. And the third one is my friends. Just being able to talk to a few of my close friends, tell them how I'm processing in real time what happened, knowing that they don't necessarily have a solution, but just that I could be heard and that there would be a level of empathy there. A few of my best friends live in different places across the country, so we all pretty much stay in touch on, a, on an app called Marco Polo. So I just jump in there, I tell the guys how I'm basically falling apart mentally, I feel like giving up, then after I brain dump my feelings, I feel a lot better, even though they haven't even responded yet. But the best part is knowing that despite my perceived level of success, if everything fails tomorrow, these guys will be by my side, they'll be in my corner, they'll be rooting me on, and that's one of the things that keeps me going, is real, valuable, organic friendships. Now, for many people, your family does this. My upbringing is a little different than most, so since childhood, since my childhood, I've always had a large amount of reliance on a strong brotherhood with a close group of guys, and I wouldn't still be here grinding if I didn't have them. The fourth is my experience, my personal experience. One is like drawing on my past painful and arguably harder experiences that I've had throughout my life from my childhood until now. Um, I read a few of my values to myself every day, and one of them is to remember my testimony. I have a picture in my iPhone um, of some of the places that I grew up at. And when I look at those things, I'm quickly reminded of how far 
that I've come. Also, reminding myself of all the things that I've overcome with the help of a strong team during my career, which helps affirm that I must have some level of business competence if I've gotten this far. So most likely, I will also figure this challenge out too. And the fifth one, the last thing that gets me through times like this is other companies' experience. What I mean by that is other companies' stories. You got to dig into some of these other companies that you admire to find out that they're not perfect either. For example, any great company you know of and admire has encountered some massive obstacles that may not have been within their control. For example, you've got the E. coli breakout with Chipotle. You've got the dramatic failure from Johnson & Johnson when Tylenol took the life of somebody. And then you've got Kylie Jenner tweeting about Snapchat, right? There's a lot of things that we can't control that can really cause a lot of adversity in our business. But these companies, despite those massive failures where Chipotle lost hundreds of millions of dollars, Tylenol lost hundreds of millions of dollars, but they came through and they made it out of that. And the truth is, if you're pursuing a life of meaning, whether that's being a business owner or an entrepreneur, or even working for someone else, you're going to encounter some high level adversity at some point. Like me, you will need something to keep you going. And it most likely won't be material things like money or reputation. These five things, my faith, my friendships, my fitness, my personal experience, and then drawing on other businesses' experiences have served as proverbial pillars for me that kept everything in my mind and my life from falling apart this past couple weeks ago and every other time that I've dealt with something like this. And I hope that they will serve you when and if that time comes. So thanks again for tuning into the Business and Leadership Podcast. You have just listened to the episode, quote unquote, what keeps me from giving up. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to share it with somebody. Um, I hope it provided you some level of value. If so, feel free to leave the podcast a review by scrolling to the bottom of iTunes, just clicking that five-star button and telling me what you think. And always, if you have any feedback, find me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Jared Axel Grabiel. Thanks again for tuning into the Business and Leadership Podcast and have a great day.